welcome. You've now been locked into an episode of Dad Tough. Dad Tough. Bringing you your weekly injection of any and everything dad, husband, and man. So sit back, grab a beer, get rid of that pesky wife and kids, and get ready to dive into fatherhood, marriage, men's health, youth sports, and a bunch more nonsense coming straight to your screen, headphones, and into your hearts. Sometimes being a dad is tough, and sometimes you gotta be tough to be dad. Are you dad tough? What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Dad Tough. I'm your host, Blake Brown, and today we are doing another episode with Jim Supplement Science. We got Mr. Mott McElaine in here again, as always. And we got Mr. Justin Cam. He is actually a big, avid member of the gym army. He's got his own little transformation story of his own. But, yeah, man, I'm glad you guys could jump in here with me today. It's uh, it's definitely an honor. Being, being in here with both you guys, for sure. You're listening to Dad Tough Podcast. We'll be back after a message from our sponsor. Gentlemen, many times we realize how we're not used to be. We have fatigue. We have weight gain even if we're dieting exercising like we're supposed to. And for many men, pills and prescriptions aren't working anymore for their ED. At Men's Wellness of North Alabama, we take the time to hear your concerns and get to the root of the problem, and we offer solutions. Call today for your free consult. Let's talk man-to-man and fix it. 256-366-2470 or mens-wellness.com. But I know every... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. You know, everybody knows. Kind of as watches my episode knows a little bit about Mister Mike McElhane. What about you, Justin? Cam, what's your story? Uh, where where are we starting? Where are we starting the story? Man, uh, I guess let's start with the gym, your Jim Army story. Man, it's it's quite something. Yeah. So, uh, God, about I guess it's been almost eight years now. It's going by fast, but I uh, yeah, I was I was pretty overweight and. Um, I saw my, my mother-in-law, you know, doing her thing. She, she was overweight. She was doing her thing. And I'm like, geez, this woman's, you know, 50-something years old doing her thing. What, what's my excuse? I'm, I'm in my 20s. I need to get off my ass and do something. So I started doing a little bit here and there with her. Uh, and then I met a guy when, when she finally got me into the gym. Because um, I never wanted to go. I was very embarrassed. I was like, you know, I'm fat. I don't want to go into a gym. People are going to make fun of me. She finally got me into a gym. And everyone's like, you got to take supplements. You got to take supplements. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell to take. So I started buying everything, you know, under the sun at bodybuilding.com and then GNC. And then one day I saw this guy, right? He's, you know, he's tattooed up. Obviously, I have a couple tattoos. Right. Um, he's he's a ball guy, Jack, real Jack. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I want to look like this guy. Look at this guy. Uh, and then I read about him, Dr. Jim Stepani, formulated, backed by science, da da da. And I was like, wow, like this is this is interesting. So I dove into pre-gym, uh, and then I found out, oh, he has uh, social media. So I created. I was always against social media. I was like, nah, I don't want one. I don't need it. I don't really like to get on there. But I was like, I'm gonna create one just to talk to Jim. <laughs> so I, so I created Dedication one. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, well, I have programs. And I'm like, oh, he has programs? 
Let me try that. Jimstapani.com. Hit 100 was my first program and just just addicted instantly. I treated the website like the Holy Bible. Still do. Read it up and down, in and out. I know every article, almost, you know, every program I've done almost on the site more than once. And um, I had a job taking care of, uh, like, healthcare, taking care of a guy who was mentally ill. And uh, he, unfortunately, he just slept all day. Uh, so I was like, well, let me just check out what's going on on social media. And Jim's Facebook would have all these questions, you know. Um, so I used Jim's programs and lost over 100 pounds and got into really good shape. Programs, the supplements, everything. And these guys are just like asking all these questions. I'm like, well, I've been there and I know everything that's on the site. So let me just help Jim out a little bit. You know, I know he's one guy. So I get on there and just kind of start answering questions as myself. And um, I had all day because, like I said, unfortunately, the guy was sick. He slept all day. So eight hours a day, I could just sit there and, and help people out which was great. I love to help people. So it was great. Uh, and then I did that for a few months. And then I don't know how Mike even got my information, to be honest, but I got an email from him. And he's like, Oh, hey, I'm Mike Macerlain. I'm, you know, the president of Jim Supplement Science. Uh, and back then, a lot more people know now who Mike is, because I always used to say, Mike's the guy that makes everything work behind the scenes that no one gets to know that because they don't know. Because I didn't know. I was like, who? Who's this guy? Cause you only see Jim and he's like, you know, I'm the president CEO. And, um, he's like, which phone number? So he called me standing in my kitchen. He calls me and he goes, uh, well, we want to just thank you. So I'm thinking in my brain, like, okay, he was going to like throw me like, you know, a, a bundle of supplements or something. Right. Um, cause I didn't want anything. I was just doing it because I liked helping people. And he's like, Oh, we want to fly you out to Vegas for the Mr. Olympia. So you can meet Jim. And I was like, I'm a very emotional guy. So I just started crying right away because it's like, I just, I'm just an emotional guy. I always have been. Um, it was amazing, right? So he flies me out there. Um, I got to meet Mike for the first time ever, which was amazing. That started that, our relationship. Yeah, we get to fans. <laughs> um, then he takes me, I get to meet Jim. You know, I get up there. He cuts me into the front of the booth. I'm shaking because I'm like, this guy's like, you know. Now, after knowing Jim for so long and such, we have such a good relationship that I still idolize him, look up to him. You know, he's still one of my personal heroes, but it's a lot easier for me to be around Jim, talk to Jim. Right. You know, but back then it was like, here's this guy you think you're never going to, you know, be within inches of and he's grabbing you and hugging you and it's like crazy, right? Yeah. Now it's just kind of like, sup, bro? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but then, yeah. So the funny story is, Mike's like, oh, we're going to go out to dinner tonight, right? And, and he, he, uh, he picks me up and everything. We get to the place, and I'm in shorts. They were khaki shorts, but they were shorts. And the place is like, well, you can't come in in shorts. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I'm going to go back to the hotel. You guys have dinner or whatever. And Mike's like, no. He's like, what? He's like, I'm going to take you out and buy you pants. So he takes me across the street to this mall in Vegas, buys me a pair of pants so that I can go in and eat dinner. Still have that pair of pants. Still have. <laughs> I don't fit anymore because I'm actually even leaner, but I still have them. I was wondering if they still fit. <laughs> no, I don't want them to fit, but I will keep them for the memory. Oh no, absolutely. I don't. I don't blame me a bit there. <laughs> so that's like kind of my story in a nutshell. I mean, it gets longer. Um, 
you know, but then, yeah, so like I got home and Mike and Jim were just, you know, what's funny about the whole story is my wife was actually nine months pregnant when Mike invited me out to go. And that was our first year anniversary. Yeah, and our first year anniversary after being married. Uh, and I was like, uh, I don't know. And she's like, you have to, you have to go. It's, you know, once in a lifetime, you don't know what could happen. So sooner, sure enough, when I got back, Mike's like, well, you know, can we, we want to bring you on part time for a little bit to do, you know, this or that, whatever, be eyes and ears. Um, because you're so in touch with everyone, right? Because I am you guys, right? I'm, I'm the consumer. I'm, I'm the gym army, right? And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then sure enough, shortly after that, it turned into, you know, full time, which it's still a dream, you know? Man, yeah, that, that, that's awesome, man. I like to show everybody your transformation. It's quite, it's pretty amazing. I mean, that is how far apart is, is the timeline on these photos? There, that, that guy is probably about six and a half, seven years. Six and um, a half, seven years. The guy on the left actually used to ride scooters around the grocery store to get his food. <laughs> because he was too lazy to walk. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you, you, you know, you hurry, you have diabetes. I'm like, yeah, sure. No, I'm just fat. I don't want to walk. <laughs> I'll do that, man. <laughs> but that's all. I mean, that's awesome. That's a, that's an amazing transformation. And it's strictly off gym stuff. You know, the, yeah. the, the nutrients, the website, the programs, the, you know, yeah. the, the help and knowledge from the, from the gym army. And yeah, everything, Jim. That is, man. That, that, I mean, that's awesome. And the coolest part about it is you're you were just a, a consumer, you know. And then, I mean, you work full time for him. I mean, that that's awesome. I mean, if that doesn't show, you know, the the character of of Mr. Mike Mackerlane and Jim Supplement Science as a whole, I mean, I don't know what would. You know, that that much to motivate everybody. You know, hell, that motivates me. You know, it makes me want to get the gym, work out. Maybe I get a job. You know, <laughs> that I mean, that's that's awesome. You know, it's I, honestly like I said. You you don't look for it. You right. know what I mean? Awesome. Anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I grew yeah. up very very poor, had nothing, so I never expect anything from right. anyone. And, and, and it and, just and, right, and, that, and that's know? the best way to do it. You know, just 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 be you. You know, and, and like I say, good things happen. Good. I mean, I think I'd be a good hot man. You know, I kind of picture myself. <laughs> you know, with a with, with like a big old like bag of supplements. You know, like walking into the gym. You know, like it just starts just slapping people's supplements and shit out of their hands. You know, and just start throwing out products. You know, <laughs> but I, but I like my face though. You know, so so that kind of keeps me from doing that. But yeah, no, it, it's awesome, man. And that's one thing that like I've you know I've reached out to you because you are kind of a big part of the gym army uh always on there answering questions shooting out articles for people that don't have you know correct answers that you know to to whatever question that they may have and it's you know it's one thing i wanted to kind of focus on a little bit on this this episode is is you know gym army i mean that is a, an amazing group and you know i've it's helped me out a lot it's helped a lot of my friends out you know i've, I've had a couple people join and and we keep in touch you know all the time talk about all kinds of things that go on you know in the in the gym army uh like i said you do a lot of videos a lot of sample videos and it, it is man it, it, it's awesome you know uh, yeah, just try and think about you know what questions i would have you know if yeah. i never had met jim and he put out a new program what would i ask you know right and that or supplements what would i ask why right. pre-gym why why should i take it sure you can go get the answer from jim of course but it's also nice to hear from the people that have done it, used it, and transformed and stuff like that. Right. You know? 
Yeah, man, it, it is. It, it's it's an awesome ass group. Like, and I talk about it every episode. You know, people's like, "Gosh, damn, quit talking about this about this group." But but it, it's that awesome, man. I mean, it really is. It, it does, man. It's just uh, it's a, a it's, great. it's 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 important. I think and we've talked about this in the past, and you know, with Justin, uh, you know, you could say like timing is everything, but realistically, it, it's also the person. Um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities and where people can kind of put themselves in front of you and and then never have an opportunity to kind of present themselves. So really it comes down, I think, to the person, um, you know, to Justin, to kind of add to that. And this is just something for anybody out there who's listening, you know, um, it goes back to my whole conversation. Justin knows this pretty well because he and I, I, I try to talk to him every day if it's, even if it's just thumbs up on some things, uh, I get pretty busy sometimes. He and I used to talk a whole lot more, but um, but it, it really comes down to that whole doing the right thing, uh, which means doing the things that maybe you don't want to do and taking the time to do them because they're the right thing to do. And I think that, you know, you have somebody who took time to answer questions just to help other people, um, which obviously it was one of those things because, you know, when, when this brand started, it was just Jim and myself. And so Jim would get, um, at least maybe two, 300, uh, questions a day, uh, just depending on the post, whether it was through comments or whether it was through DMS and he would do his best to get all platforms. But what ended up happening was, um, as we were shooting content, I would go on there as well. And then where people would ask questions, if Jim couldn't get to it, I would just link them the video where Jim would explain it. So if it was something about creatine or protein or whatever the question was, we literally have every single answer there. And what started happening is when I was doing that, I was noticing that Justin, um, this guy, Justin Cam was just posting everything. And there was another guy doing the same thing. His name was Brad Herman. Um, and so those two guys, what's that? I still talk to Brad here and there. Yeah, he, he hits me up every now and then. So these two guys were really, um, you know, just taking time out of their day uh, with whatever, you know, obligations that they had just to spend time to help other people. And so I think that just kind of shows um, for, from my perspective, when, when I see people doing things like that, I always try to take note of who they are and if there is an opportunity for us to do something with them, because those are the types of people who we want a part of the organization. Um, and so I think, you know, the time that we were looking to try and, and I, I specifically needed help um, as we were building the social media community, not only with gyms, but then we were, we just started, I think maybe the gym army group page, um, you know, right around that same time. Right so, after I got back from Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really important to try and have somebody come aboard and help build out that community. And then also just help with the social media, media management. Um, you know, especially now because it's such a huge part of our business. So Justin is really good about coordinating with Jim and myself, but more specifically Jim, what is Jim going to post today and where it's going to go? So Justin's constantly involved with Jim, myself at a very high level um, to where what we want to go ahead and post about, namely Jim, because Jim's the one who does all the content, uh, Justin decides when it's going to post, how it's going to post, wh what platform we're going to use, what on. So Justin essentially is like the gatekeeper of everything on Jim's social media. 
Um, and you know, from there it's just, it flows on down. So, you know, once things are posted, Jim gets on there, starts answering questions. Um, Justin will go and link videos or link certain things to kind of help out with the management of those, those questions, because we think that if we can respond to at least, you know, 80% or better of, uh, the people who are asking questions, we're doing a good job. So, um, realistically, you know, Justin is an extension of Jim and myself, I would say probably at the, at the core of understanding who the consumer is. Um, and so, you know, he's, he's been probably, you know, there's, there's so many great people who we have aboard, but Justin was definitely, you know, we always say Justin was the first official Jim army member, even though I was the first one, but, uh, um, but Justin, Justin still, he, he's the consumer. So I think that with Jim, even now, Jim actually takes more, more to heart what Justin says than even my opinion. Uh, so from a consumer standpoint, when we're talking about how to present certain things, what to say to the consumer, what's the right message, um, you know, Jim always goes, well, Justin, what do you think? You know, so we'll be on calls and, and then I'm usually texting Justin in the background, like, speak up more, dude. You know, we need to hear more about what you're saying, you know, like. <laughs> We get a lot of good ideas on these conference calls, but realistically it can kind of go out in the outer space when we really need to focus on what's at, at the core. And so a lot of times Jess and I will just kind of go rogue um, and just do our own thing. Hence, right after this, I'm going to edit that article that Justin just wrote up. So I, I want Justin to start writing um, content and just be more of an extension for his own person versus just an extension for the brand. Um, he's actually coming out next week. Um, you're going to start seeing a lot more. I think he's probably been the most underutilized aspect of the business. Um, you know, everything is very gym heavy, gym focused, you know, Jim Stepani focused, gym heavy. And as much as it, it works to be the tip of the spear, I think that there's another end to it uh, where you have to have people uh, being highlighted that Jim essentially in the brand can shine the spotlight on. So we want to hear from Justin Kim. We want to see him. We want to talk about his transformation because he lived it. He, he's doing it. He experienced it. So we, we want to start using him. We're, obviously, we have, um, we're starting to expand our athlete program. Uh, we have a good, uh, good friend of mine who actually used to be our videographer, Kevin Lowe. Um, he's, uh, uh, he's a really fit, good-looking Asian kid who we've been using uh, through some of the stuff. And he's, um, so he's kind of our first official gym athlete. Um, so we're going to start utilizing him more to where you'll see more uh, content from him. The message will always be the same based on stemming from Jim, but how I can explain something about our brand or about our product that resonates with somebody, I'm the king of analogies. So I have a unique way to try and explain something based off of somebody's understanding of maybe something they already know. Um, where Jim's very good about the educational aspect coming from the scientific standpoint. So every person explains things differently that's going to resonate to other people. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty big burden to ask Jim to be the only voice for the brand. So we're going to start utilizing Justin, I think, in other space and other avenues, which make more sense. Um, but he's been one of the best additions. Um, as he said, you know, he's the most humble guy. I can vouch for that. Um, he takes to heart what he does. He's a great father. Uh, he's got a son, Titan, um, who's just an amazing kid. And I don't think that you'll find anybody who's more involved with their kids whether it's jujitsu or WWE or uh, dressing up as Spider-Man. Um, Justin's essentially like the big kid. Uh, so he, he kind of, he, he does uh, two things. I always see he's kind of like the big brother and the dad 
for his son. And I think that's, that's kind of one of the coolest things about him. That's, I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's something that's super important is, you know, obviously to me and I'm sure to both you guys too, because y'all are fathers, but, but being that good father, that, that good role model, that, that good friend slash, you know, father figure. And, and that's kind of a little bit of what I wanted to touch on too, as far as, as far as you, Justin, uh, you know, how, how old's your oldest kid? Is it just one that you got? Just one. Just one? Yeah. Just I mean, one. I got three dogs, so four animals in my <laughs> uh, just, just one. And, uh, well, I actually, I I took my brother uh, when he was 16 uh, from my mother. My parents are, they're drug addicts, not good people. Uh, and my dad actually died from a drug overdose, but she's still alive. So I took my brother from her. So he's 19 now. So he's been with me for three years, and then my son is six. So it's like, it's like having a six-year-old and a teenager at the same time, you know. Right. Well, how how is your how's your you know your physical capabilities been since starting the gym and getting healthy? How how has that played a big role in in being a better father? To you know, I, I've always played football my whole life, um, but obviously being more physically fit, you know, you can do everything. Right. I mean, anything the kids are doing, like, like, for instance, we went to a barbecue about two months ago and uh, they're like, oh, well, there's going to be a, a slip and slide for the kids. And I said, well, what do you mean for the kids? I was like, I'm going to bring my bathing suit. They're like, <laughs> they're like nah, none of the dads are going to be on. There. I'm like, maybe not those dads. <laughs> I can run, jump, swim. I'm not, you know, I'm not 60 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, the better physically fit you are. I mean, you know. Look, I do gyms programs every day. I play uh, football every Saturday. Uh, I do jujitsu now classes for an hour and a half, four times a week. I train Wing Chun once or twice a week, just when I can. Um, and it's like another thing, you know, people, well, how do you have time to do this? And you still make time for your kid and for work and sleep less, wake up earlier. That's yeah. it. Make yeah. the time. That's typically yeah. how it works for me as far as, like, going to the gym and stuff is, is you yeah. know, I, I go super early. But I get back, you know, the wife and kids are still in the bed. So, you know, I don't miss any of that time. Uh, I say you just got you to find what, what works for you and to the best to your schedule. But, yeah, man, that's I mean that, that's great. But I do agree, man. That is something that is super important, you know, in being a dad is is keeping yourself in, you know, top physical shape, you know. Lead by example. Uh, lead by example. And, it, and it's not so much that – it's really for the benefit of your kid, you know, to, to be in better shape. Cause like you said, you're, you're more physical, you're more active. And that's something, you know, I've noticed over, you know, going back to the gym, which I ain't gonna lie that first week I was dead. You know, <laughs> I didn't do shit, you know, for that first week. I just, I was just so sore. Cause my, I wasn't used to using, you know, muscles like that. For well, that's, yeah, that's what happens, man. I did. like, you know, I lift all the time and play football or whatever, but the first time I did jujitsu, I was like, Oh my God, like I've, I'm hurting everywhere. <laughs> yeah. something different you know but as you know getting back in it you know you, you finally get used to that soreness and it, and it you know lessens up you know week ever you know week after week it, it just kind of depict you know de- kind of goes away a little bit <laughs> and, well, see, that's like my thing with the gym army is the same right it's kind of like my with my son like lead by example right i tell people oh i'm taking these supplements all day look i'm literally drinking pre-gym right now I'm telling you, oh, I drink it all day, this and that. I'm doing it. I'm not going to tell you to do something I don't do, right. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I drank mine this morning. I woke up. I kind of use it as a, as a coffee, especially on days that, you know, ain't working out. It does. Just, it just it just gets you going. 
But I'm, I'm kind of curious about how how life is with kids at your house, Mr. Mike McElwain. For some reason, I just I just think just just picture like your kids just like just down in pro gym like every morning before they go to school. You know, <laughs> Mike's got a full house. So. Oh yeah, some days. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, my typical day, if you follow me around, starts with the kids waking up, um, you know, just depending on, you know, what activities or school. Like right now, we have about another week before school. So this summer was involved with camps and things like that. So, you know, I have, uh, I have three kids. I have a son who's eight, um, a daughter who just turned six, another one who just turned four. And so the two girls are definitely a lot of work. Um, you know, especially being so, so, so close in age. And so there's not a, uh, there's not a moment of silence, I think in my house, but as I tell my wife, you know, I said, look, you know, I, I know it seems very difficult right now. And I always have to remind myself. And I think a lot of people out there when they get frustrated with the noise and all that, at some point, the most deafening sound in the house is going to be silence and you'll kind of long for those years of chaos and uh, responsibility. And so I, I try to value that as much as I can, even though I know sometimes it gets hard, but in the morning, you know, there's nothing like, you know, the, the kids coming into the room and jumping on your bed and, you know, giving you a hug and, um, just, just being, you know, pure innocent in terms of uh, love and affection. So I think, you know, that's important thing for anybody who has young kids. And I know it can get very difficult, especially when you have a career and you have responsibilities yourself, but, it's just to enjoy those moments. So in the mornings, you know, my house is chaos and, and I can't function in the morning unless I shower. Uh, so I'm usually struggling to try and get to the shower. I mean, literally, I can't even go downstairs unless I, you know, just get, Mike, you know. Mike's and, a dad's dad, too. I remember one time he's FaceTiming me. He's brushing his daughter's hair, his other daughter's brushing her teeth. And he's like, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, on. you know, I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, for me, I enjoy it. I mean, as much as I think that the, um, you know, you can kind of shrug the responsibilities and say that you have other things that take precedence, which at times does happen. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I try to always think about, you know, what are my kids going to say once they're a little bit older? You know, are they going to say dad was too busy to, to kind of, you know, blow dry and brush my hair and put me to bed and say prayers at night. And, um, you know, or was he always there and he still was able to kind of do what he needed to do for, for the family and for himself. And, yeah. you know, I think that a lot of times, you know, I have it very good. I'll be honest with you. Um, if it wasn't for people like Justin and, and the people that I have here working, um, I wouldn't be able to, 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 to pick my kids up, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon every day. Um, you know, but I, I'm trying to absorb it now because, and Justin knows this, there are periods of regret that I do have because, um, you know, during some real pivotal times of, uh, my kids early childhood, you know, when they were, when they were born in that first year or two, I was going through probably the most difficult time knock on wood, uh, with, with, uh, the business, you know, involved in heavy litigation. Um, a lot of stress was involved. And so a lot of times, you know, I was physically present, but literally just mentally checked out to where I, I have complete, um, you know, blackouts of, of memories. So I'll see something that might pop up on Facebook or, um, you know, like, hey, you know, three years ago, four years ago, and this memory, this moment, and I'm just like watching it for the first time and I have no recollection of it. Um, and I think that's kind of my biggest regret 
is that as difficult as it was during the time, I think that one of the things that I've realized is that no matter what we're going through right now uh, in life as fathers, especially fathers with young kids, uh, you, you will get through it. You know, all these experiences are new, whether you have difficulties with your job, um, difficulties with your, uh, uh, you know, your relationships or whatever it is. Uh, cherishing that time with your kids is super important, um, you know, because the days go fast when you got kids, especially the more you have. Um, so it's important to try and just, you know, get a routine going that allows you the best management of your time responsibilities, as well as just doing what you need to do to be there for your kids. Um, you know, and so, as I said, you know, I wouldn't be able like now this last year, I mean, once we kind of came out of COVID again, you know, this, excuse me, this bullshit starting up again. Um, yeah. so it's pissing me off just because, you know, just what they're, what's going on. And I think that's the biggest concern I have, um, especially living in California. Um, you know, we're, we're in a situation out here to where I think that, you know, the political leaders out here are just foolish. Um, they're absent minded. And I think that, you know, what it's done and what I've seen it do this whole pandemic and the effects of what these regulations are doing, you know, and I'm not trying to take one political side or the other, but I just see what it's done to families, what it's done to businesses and what it's done to the individuals. And, Right now, it's like the most stressful time because, you know, a lot of us parents who just want to look after the best for our kids and make sure that they have the best opportunities to live a better life than we do, we've kind of seen some of that being squandered. So it's a lot of stress, but I think that the best way to deal with it, and I tell my wife all the time, I use analogies, as I said, and I think maybe I talked about this too, Blake, is that, you know, I'm a pilot, and so I equate a lot of things to, to, uh, to flying, and when you're flying, you have essentially three levels of information that allow you to make the best judgment of how to, you know, fly the plane safely. You have what you call your sight picture, which is looking out the window and what's above, you know, the instrument panel, you know, and that's what is truly going on. It's what you, you know to be true with your eyes, your ears, you can see, you can, you know, hear things and that's your visual. That's, that's the immediate truth. Everything that you need to know is in front of you. The instruments are your facts, right? But sometimes if you don't have your facts tuned right, the instruments are going to give you a different reading. You don't have your altimeter, you know, on the right, um, you know, uh, a setting, then, you know, pressure setting, then you're going to get a different altitude. It's, it's a fact that you rely on, but if you're not tuning it correctly, it can give you misinformation. So you don't always want to just rely on your instruments when you can see out in front of you, you know. And then you get this, uh, the last layer would be like your emergency procedure. When all, hell, when all else fails, what are you going to do? You know, you got a checklist that you're going to run. You're going to pull that emergency ripcord, and that's your fail-safe. That's what you use when you can't see in front of you or the sight picture isn't clear, your instruments aren't working, or something's failing, right? you got two levels of failure. So you, you, you go to your emergency checklist. And I think that with life and everything else that we have going on, especially this time, we have to really think about that. It's like, what does our immediate sight picture look like in our lives? Are our kids you know, how are our kids doing with, uh, you know, whatever the situation may be with their school, with their environment is what's going on from an adult perspective. Is it seeping down to our kids? And that's what really pisses me off about, you know, this whole pandemic is that things that are, that are adult level thoughts and responsibilities and decisions that we have to make as adults. Like that's a lot of things to, to for adults to even manage. And, and what I hate is that when that stuff that are supposed to be adult 
level conversations and adult things that are for adults, whether you know, it's seeping down into our kids where now our kids are ultimately having to mentally, you know, deal with what is very complicated, even for an adult. And that's what really upsets me. And so I think that for me, especially even in this state, it's my job as a father to try and make sure my kids are insulated from those types of things. You know, they can't get around the fact that, yeah, there's COVID and this and that because it's just everywhere that, you know, you can't really isolate and insulate them too much from that. But I try to make sure that that doesn't affect them and the joy that they have to living their childhood in the best way possible, whether that's with school, sports, interacting with friends. I want them to have a normal childhood. And, you know, despite what you think about this whole situation, to me, that's the most important thing because most of our childhoods, we didn't have to deal with the bullshit that we're seeing right now. Absolutely. And I think that it's very important for us as fathers to protect our kids. And that's our job to protect them and to make sure that they have the best opportunity to live a normal childhood in which they have the opportunities to go ahead and flourish as they, they get to adulthood. But we're asking way too much, I think, of our kids and we're putting way too much on them to try and force them to deal with the things that are very even difficult for adults to deal with. So, for me, that's my main objective right now is to just make sure that my kids are taken care of despite the distractions and all the stuff that's going on in our world right now. And then secondarily is making sure that as a business, we're able to deal with that stuff and kind of insulate ourselves from, from certain things. And that's been the most challenging task. But I will say that if it weren't for, you know, Justin, if it weren't for, you know, like Vince Andrich, you know, and we should have Vince Andrich on, on uh, one of these episodes because you want to talk about a guy with you know, more knowledge and history in this industry. And I just think in life in general, who is probably one of the best human beings that I've ever had the opportunity and pleasure to work with. Um, that guy is just, I mean, he's, he's a kid himself, but his, he's, he's given me so much freedom in, in the business to be able to kind of do things to where he, he really takes that responsibility to make sure that the business is moving forward um, you know, and, and, and the whole team, you know, Justin Kelly and Luke Thompson, Mikey Mann, Michael Molnar, you know, PK and just everybody um, who's involved in the organization. They're, they're good people. They're all like minded. Um, and we all kind of have the same set of common core beliefs. And I think to me, that's more important because those type of people who are like minded like that, you don't have to worry about managing them. I never have to worry about managing Justin ever. Ever. He'd probably like it if I tried to do more in terms of giving, you know, like interaction with him. Um, but, I, you know, it's like, I don't. Right. Like everyone always says uh, that to me. But when I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing a good job because I don't really hear about it from Mike. <laughs> like no news is good news. Right. right. And I think as a man, like we, we got to have that, that validation, you know, to, you to, that to make it. Can, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, look, like I said, I won't get into it too much, but just the way I grew up was awful. So I always worry, right? And then when I had my kid, it goes both ways. Like Mike said, oh, we do so much for him. Well, if it weren't for Mike and Jim, I wouldn't be able to give my kid all this shit that I never could have imagined having growing up, you know? Wow. Like my son wants for nothing. And that's because of, yes, I work hard, but that's also because Mike and Jim make it possible. So I always worry, like, is, am I doing enough? Is this good? Is that good? Because if I lose my job, it's, you know, I don't have degrees. I have nothing to fall back. Gym is all I know. Right. Gym, sub, gym supplement science. It's all I know. Yeah. So, Justin knows this. I mean, sh short of a, of a, of a mutiny, uh, <laughs> he'd have to go down. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I know. And in the and back of my mind, I do know. 
still there all the time. Is it enough? Am I going to lose my job? Even though there's they, Mike and Jim give me no reason to believe that. So don't even take that the wrong way. You know, <laughs> they always assure me you're doing great. You're good. But in my mind, it's just the way I was raised it was wasn't good. So you always think it's not good enough. You know, right. Well, it, 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 it took a lot to find that. And I, and, and I would say to anybody out there listening, you know, really surround yourself um, with people who are like-minded and who you can count on. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit even after, you know, m- multiple litigations and one, I mean, I, uh, you know, many people don't know this about the Jim brand, but I, you talk about mutiny. I actually had a mutiny on my hands uh, in, right after the bodybuilding.com uh, situation, you know, uh, had a guy come in and he brought in some other people and literally they tried to steal the company from me. Um, so, uh, you know, I had a uh, uh, bodybuilding.com at the time, basically steal the company from Jim and myself. And then the solution was I, I got, I got conned, you know, to be honest with you in terms of bringing in, uh, an individual and, and some other individuals in which he kind of brought in and, and the organization uh, internally was just a complete disaster um, from uh, from late 2016 all the way through 2018. So 2017 uh, was also just a, a one of the worst possible years for myself personally um, because we were just coming out of a situation with um, – with bodybuilding.com, I was trying to mend that. And then I turned back around and look at the own organization and just realize that the division with, you know, it was almost like there was two groups and, um, and one group who I depended on to try and really, you know, the business side with the operations and uh, the management of the financials and all that stuff, it was just being hijacked. And, and literally there was an effort to try and uh, get me out of my own organization. Um, so, you know, it's really important, I think, and that was a lesson that I had learned that just be very careful about who you do bring into your life and just really give it a good thorough um, example, especially when you're in the position where you think, you know, people or if people think that they can gain something from you by association or by, you know, being a part of what you're doing, because, again, I think success, it has success is not about the stuff. It's about um, a way of being. It's about being happy. Um, you know, no amount of money or no amount of uh, things were ever going to make you happy. You're just going to continue to chase them. But I think, you know, success is finding joy in your life, whether that's with your kids, with your family or your work. And a lot of people are very envious of that. They think that, oh, it must be very nice because, you know, this person is successful. They can financially afford this and financially do that. But I would say that that matters the least. And I know a lot of people say, well, that's easy for somebody who owns their own, you know, business, but I'm, I'm, I'm a kid from the desert guys. You know, I, I grew up very humble. I mean, you know, directions to my house where, you know, uh, the third Joshua tree on your left, when you pass the boulder, go up that hill, don't worry, you're not going to get killed by cannibals, you know, (laughs) you know, it's up. It's that house up there on top of the hill. Um, and so that's where my roots are. And I can say that even then, you know, growing up, uh, I had a very, very happy childhood, um, you know. And, you know, my parents, fortunately, we didn't have much. But we did is we had a lot of joy and happiness in my home. My dad worked his butt off, as did my mom. And, 
they were very loving supportive parents and so you know to, to us as kids we didn't know any different about what we had or what we didn't have we just knew that we enjoyed you know every aspect of, of what we did and then my parents worked hard so my brother and i could be awarded an opportunity to do our own things and actually my brother works with us um you know so he he's actually he's a business partner on another side of the business uh with um jimstepani.com and he has his own company that he does some things uh with as well and he's very much involved in what we do and so you know surrounding yourself with those types of individuals i think is really important so if you don't like what you're doing change it you know i know that might be easier said than done but now is probably the best opportunity you have because i'll tell you what there's a lot of people out there who are looking to hire <laughs> right no absolutely uh, yeah and that's one thing that that i can test for myself man is you really when you when you start a new adventure whether it be a company or a podcast and, and you know in my you know point of view uh, it, you really see people's true colors you know especially people that are you know you you consider friends and, and things like that you know i've had to i've had to could just sever ties with people that i've been friends with for a very long time just because you know their true colors show through you know, for example, you know, I was actually planning on doing this, this podcast with a host, you know, and, you know, I reached out to a couple guys. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know, and then time, you know, push come to shove, it was time to get the ball rolling and they were nowhere to be found, you know? So, right. so I went through and set everything up and, and got everything, you know, got all the kinks worked out, pretty much had to learn every single thing about this from scratch. A lot of how-to videos and, and, and podcasting for dummies, you know, in, in a sense like that. When I've got everything set up and, you know, drop your first episode, then they, you know, kind of want to come in. Like, hey, man, you know, what about that co-host spot? No, no man. <laughs> no. Fuck you, you know? <laughs> like, like, it's not... I mean, no, <laughs> you know, you weren't here from the very beginning. You know, you wanted me to get all right. the hard work done, you know, and, and, and now you want to want to be a part of it. No. Well, no. Yeah. And, and they'll try and take shots at you. I mean, look, yeah. one thing I, I had a great high school football coach and he used to say this all the time. And uh, he said, nobody ever erected a statue to a critic, you know, um, and those who criticize, those who demonize, get those people out of your lives, but also be cautious of those who want to get too close um, and who want to be your friend and, and just truly understand, are they value? Because in situations where stress comes in, whether you're dealing with work or whether you're dealing with, uh, you know, personal stuff, kids, family life, as fathers, as men, it's very important. My dad told me something, you know, that he still says today, uh, you know, two things, which is keep your head on a swivel and be aware of your surroundings. And I think if you think about that from the perspective of what it means, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, keep, you know, do this all the time, you know, uh, when you're out and about, but it just means be aware of everything in your environment because your your immediate environment will affect you. And so whether that is, you know, you know, Blake, I know you hunt, you know, so like yeah. it, it, it you're hunting, you're not aware of your surroundings, man. I mean, you don't know. I mean, I just saw a video the other day, you know, of uh, a hunter and one dude got shot because the guy thought he was a deer, you know, like be aware of your yeah. shit, you know, yeah, like, yeah. keep on the swivel, hey. look around. <laughs> was he wearing and orange? Also, <laughs> yeah, no, he wore camo. I was like, man, he, dude. He, but, but the point is, is that even be aware of your surroundings by knowing as much as you possibly can about those people who we, who we bring into our, uh, into our inner circle. Um, 
And I'll be the first one to admit that I made a poor decision. And the, uh, the result of that was, was very difficult and almost disastrous for this brand. Um, and Justin Cam knows that all too well because I think I was on the phone with Justin pretty much every day uh, just from a psychological standpoint of getting through some therapy. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a very difficult time. It's like Mike said, that, yeah, the small circle is the best, you know. You just it is. A couple guys count on, you know. Yeah, um, I, and that's Jim again, like Jim Army. I have two friends that are my best friends that I can count on for anything that I met through Jim, through being a part of this brand. That's yeah. You and, yeah. you know, that's me. You know, I've had, you know, I've had childhood friends growing up, you know, and I know a lot of people. And I associate with a lot of people with the things that I do. And, and but when it comes down to it, I've got, like I said, two or three that I can count on through anything, you know. Yeah. And, and it's important to have that small group, you know. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's very important. You don't, I don't know. I figure like the, the bigger the group is, the, the more problems, you know, you're eventually going to oh, yeah. have. You know, because, yeah. I mean, you, you never really know someone's true attentions. And, you know. Well, let us just stay focused. On well, even in business, I mean, just, just I talk about all the time. Sometimes we get on these calls and it's just, I'm going, okay, I don't need to hear from like 15 people right now. So, because things are done, you know, everyone's got an opinion, which I appreciate. But usually it comes down to me. It's just everyone. No, exactly. You value what I well, and that's the other thing too. I think that, you know, with, with what you want to do the, um, you know, people always say, you know, what's the key to success and this and that. First of all, I say, you know, we'll define success. Um, it should be happiness. Number one, not finances and all that. It should be success. So number one, define what success is. Um, you know, number two is yeah, just do the right both. thing. You know, yeah. like I think it's both to a point, not saying that money is everything. Of course not. You're right. Um, I just, I guess like just, it makes things easier, right? You know, if you, if you have a good job and you make a good income, it makes it easier. Oh, yeah, That's why absolutely. people say, oh, must be nice. It's like, what do you mean must be nice? You know, I bust my ass for this. It's like, right. so it makes things easier, I think. But uh, I agree, 100% happiness is number one, you know. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing, because look, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I know a lot of super successful um, you know, financially independent people and they're the most miserable fucking people I've ever met in my life. Exactly. Um, and I don't want to be around them. And, and I know a lot of them, like a lot. <laughs> and so I think that they're definitely, ha look, Justin's right. You know, having financial freedom is nice, but look, everything is about who you surround yourself with and what you put into it. If you, if you work for an organization and, Essentially, they're tyrants, you know, no matter how hard you work, you're never going to go ahead and, and feel good about what you're doing, no matter how much money you make or you don't make right. that those types of people, you know, and, and, and there's 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 some, but not all. I think that most entrepreneurs are just normal individuals um, and they just and they know what it's like to work hard and try to provide as much value as they can for those who are involved, whether it be employees, family, friends, whatever. Um, that's, that's most of the small businesses that, that you're going to run into, you know, organizations like myself or, um, you know, gym owners, barber shops, restaurants, bars, basically everybody who they shut down. Um, you know, so, 
the, the salt of the earth, you know, is what I've come across. People who are extremely successful at those types of things and some who aren't. But really what it comes down to is just, you know, the, the only thing that we can't buy more of is time. So I always tell people, like, choose to live your days and your hours and spend your time wisely with the things that actually make you happy and find joy. And of course, you know, that can support your family financially because, you know, I am a capitalist. Right. Um, but, uh, so I, I love capitalism and I love I love what it yields because I think with hard work, it does yield a very good result. And uh, Justin's a perfect example. Um, I think that there's even more things that I want him to get involved in as we kind of grow. Um, you know, we're going to be doing a lot more, uh, from a brand standpoint, doing other brands. As I think I mentioned to you last time, Blake, we're getting ready to launch a new brand. Did I tell you about this or no? No, you didn't tell me about a new brand. Uh, I sure didn't. Yeah. I've heard a couple yeah, things about some new flavors here and there, but nothing about a new brand. <laughs> yeah, we're launching a new brand here. Um, so what we've done is, uh, just kind of give you a little bit of insight. So these, these TikTok, uh, influencers, the Sway House, I don't, know, I don't know if your audience knows them, but they're young kids. So they're, they're a group of kids. There's five of them, the main of them, the main, but they, they were the ones who really just built TikTok and made it a thing. So you have Josh Richards, um, Griffin Johnson, Blake Gray, Noah Beck, and Bryce Hall. There's these five, five guys and they're young guys, um, but they, you know, just crushed it in terms of their influence and in TikTok by doing videos. A lot of it's the dancing stuff. Some of it's, you know, but they're good looking kids, great physiques. One you know, was they a love boxer. One of them was a boxer, but, wasn't he? Yeah. He just, he just, yeah, he boxed, uh, one of the guys, uh, a YouTuber against Instagram. So that was Bryce. Yeah. Okay. Um, I knew, I knew one of them sounded familiar. Was it yeah, so, or was he, I don't know, one of those guys he boxed? Yeah. yeah it was yeah. one of them. I think he got smoked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's, <laughs> hey, I probably would have got smoked. Yeah, was like like six one two twenty. Yeah. Bryce like one sixty. Yeah. Hey man, but, I will tell you though, it, it's all on the technique though, because I'm like one ninety, and my son's jujitsu teacher is like one twenty, and I can't get him off me when he's on me. To to Bryce's defense, I will say that like. You know, even I, I watched that that fight, and I would even say that the ref got in his head. Like, the ref was just all over Bryce. Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. So I think – and it, a long story short. Anyway, these guys um, – so we met them about a year ago. Huge advocate to the brand. Huge advocate to the brand. Huge, you know, supporters, and they, they love Stepani. And so it just kind of came up about, like, you know, them getting involved with what we're doing. And, you know, so after talking with them and, and having the chance to engage and download with them, it's like, you know, their lifestyle and what they want for products and things like that is similar to what, you know, the gym line carries. But obviously I think that we can do more with them if they, you know, had their own brand versus like, oh, okay, now you're going to start, you know, endorsing, uh, gym supplement science because you like the products and everything and just looking at who their consumers are. I mean, we're, we're a very expensive brand. Um, it's, it's not, you know, a secret because the products that we put out there are expensive to make and the formulas are gym specific formulas. Like this is what Dr. Jim Stepani wants in his pre-workout, what Dr. Jim Stepani wants in his protein. And so I think that those characteristics of what make our products unique is, 
because it's specifically what Jim wants to take. But you get a you know twenty year old kid. He wants a lot of energy. He wants some other things, which are still going to get the nutrients found in a pre-workout, but maybe he doesn't have the wallet for like a $50 pre-workout. Right? Right. My 19-year-old so, brother is a perfect example. You know, exactly. he can't afford so, Right. And we're not going to make a, you know, a different pre-gym so it fits the price point of somebody else. And even with the flavoring, you know, some of these kids like whacked out flavors. That just doesn't make sense for us. So after talking with them and saying like, what do you guys like? And they're like, oh, you know, we like AMFs and, you know, like, the, I'm like well, I don't know where. We, so just thinking about it, it just made more sense to be like, look, what if Jim formulated products specifically for you guys and your brand? And and so that's what we're that's what we've done is, you know, it took about, uh, you know, a few months uh, of work to kind of interact with them. So that's why you might see on Jim's uh, social, you know, him posting pictures with these kids who he's training and doing stuff like that because there's an ongoing relationship that we've been cultivating. I'm on the phone with these guys pretty much every week, um, but we're going to be rolling out uh, a new brand uh, with them uh, called Sway, actually. Um and so it'll be uh, the first product is their own specific pre-workout. Some of the some of the profiles are very similar to that of pre-gym, uh, just utilizing different things that are more important to them for like what they wanted in a pre-workout and what their experiences are. And even the flavor profiles are very specific for them. So they're these wild and crazy kind of flavor systems. But yeah, so that's that's been an undertaking. So I think as we do more of that stuff, that's where Justin. And there are other opportunities for some other people to get involved in the organization because we're going to need more personnel. Right. And, um, and these yeah. products are, are still they're formulated by Jim? 100%. 100%. And, and that's one thing. I got a question. One of my buddies has been wanting me to ask you, and, and now that we're kind of talking about pre-workout a little bit, I'm, I'm going to ask you because he's like, man, you ain't asked him yet? I'm like, no. He was wanting to know if y'all were going to formulate anything like, like a like a, like a a pre-workout on the go where you can just take straight to the dome and you got to let it oh, sit. Cultivate up a little bit, you know, mix uh, up. Have, yeah, so we're going to have a, a pre-gym RTDs probably um, to where pre-gym will just be in like, you know, a, a single packet container. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, so awesome. we're, we're working on that. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's difficult because when you, when you pre-mix stuff into a liquid, um, again, there are some settling issues with certain ingredients. I mean, that's the reason why you don't want to mix up pre-gym and let it sit for two days. Right. Um, so you, so you have to, there's, there's, there's different levels of manufacturers who do what's called, what's called cold fill and hot fill RTDs. Cold fill is when you're dealing with things that can spoil, such as milk, protein, things like that. And then you do a hot fill, which is, you know, more of like your RTDs. And so there's certain manufacturers throughout the country that will, will take on a project like that. And it's very costly because, you know, if you look at a single serve of pre-gym from just one scoop, you're talking about a dollar fifty, dollar forty-five per serving. And with an RTD, just a single serve, that it can't be that cheap because the cost to put that into a bottle in a single serve is way more than just the powder. So you're talking about container, separate labeling, ship, shipping. You know, there's a lot of costs that go in there. So we're considering like, okay, what does this look like? Is it going to still be the same formula that will work well into uh, an RTD liquid? And then what's that price point going to be? 
Um, but I think that there are some other things that we're going to be looking at prior to doing that. Uh, Jim is actually working on a new pre-workout formula, um, something that he realistically, if you look at what pre and post gym are right now, um, they were one product <laughs> when we, when Jim first formulated it, it was, if you look at the specifics of what pre and post were, his desire was to have everything into one, uh, formula. And then the application of how you took it was like a third before you train a third during you train and a third after you train. So the nutrients and all the different, but you know, when we talked about doing that back in 2013, when there was, you know, a debate about people, you know, saying, oh, why is your scoop size 26 grams when I can get, you know, a little five gram scoop? I mean, that was the mentality of people back then. So if you're talking about bringing in like a, a 35, 40 gram scoop of something because the nutrient value is just that much higher with other ingredients, the price point would have been, you know, around 50, 60 dollars for that type of a product the marketplace wasn't ready for it. It, it didn't understand like what these ingredients were. We had to explain it to him. So we actually, so Jim broke it up into two products, pre-workout and post-workout to where you bookend your workout program, but those levels of nutrients you still need at those doses throughout the day. So, you know, I mean, realistically, I would say there's about maybe 60% of people who buy pre also take post. Right. There's still that 40% who probably just take pre-workout and that's fine because at least they're getting the best pre-workout as opposed to some of the other garbage that's in the marketplace. Right. So what, what Jim's thinking about, what we've been talking about this last year is, you know, a way for him to come up with like that next generation of a pre-workout, that price point, definitely a lot more expensive. Right. But I think that for our consumers right now, like right now I told him, I'm like, Jim, I would love, you know, what you're working on. And so I actually have, um, you know, the ingredients that he was thinking about using that we've been mixing in with just regular pre-gym. I think Justin even, uh, yep. we sent, didn't we send you some out to try too, Jay? Yep. Pump yeah, was so insane. It's, it's insane. different, yeah, just different. I mean, again, you yep. get more quality ingredients right. that do certain things, but the cost also goes up. So there's a balance to, to whether or not we're going to, or when we're going to bring that to and market. That's, that's and pretty I, much taking taking the pre and the post and, and, and just kind of putting them together. Is that kind of the same idea? Some capacity, yeah. Some ingredients, it's it's like baking a cake. You know, you just, oh, you want a bigger cake doesn't mean that you're just going to use 10 eggs. So it's right. not like we're just going to put those two formulas together and, and excuse me, and make one single product. Um, but there are some some things in which, you know, like, for instance, the uh, the reason why – uh, you know, beta alanine is in both pre and post is because the daily recommended dose is 3.2 grams. Well, if you take pre and post, you're getting four. Um, same thing with, uh, uh, with, with, with the betaine or the beta in, you know, you have 1.5 grams in pre 1.5 grams in post daily recommended dose is three. So, you know, you're, so if you take pre and post, Jim, all the scientific data supports the levels of those ingredients because for daily uh, nutrient um, loading, that is what you're getting out of both of those products. The, the, the problem with some of these companies is that they look at that and they're like, okay, we'll just put six grams of beta alanine into our pre and, you know, the more the better. Well, here's the problem with that. You take six grams of beta alanine at once for the average person who's never taken a pre-workout, they're going to think that they're having a heart attack because they just feel the paresthesia 
And that causes anxiety for some people who don't understand like what that ingredient will do. So I had a lady in here, actually our customer service rep, his mom came in, she took the pre, she goes, oh, I hated it. I'm like, why? She goes, oh, it, was, it was too stimuli, I was too, I'm like, oh. Uh, I'm like, that's the paresthesia. I said, actually, it's not your heart racing, it just stimulates your central nervous system. And then once I told her that, she calmed down. But if you don't know that and you take high levels of that ingredient, it can be detrimental to your to your brand. Um, so we're we're looking at a lot of different things. But but the first project right now is getting this new brand with these kids started because there's a window. I think that they are really popular right now. And and I got to be honest with you, they are. And Jim will tell you this, and I know Jim said this to Justin too. Some of the most humble, polite genuine young adults I've ever had the pleasure of working with. I mean, I don't give a shit what anybody says out there about these, these guys. They are the most gracious, humble young adults I've ever had the pleasure to work with. Just great group of kids, great group of kids. So, and I say kids cause I'm 20 years their senior. But. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. so we're working on stuff like that. I'm excited about that. I am, but but there you go, Mike, uh, Mike Brown. I did ask the question about the pre-gym, so, so quit bugging the shit out of me about it. <laughs> Man, we need to do we need to do like a live Q and A one day because I'm sure there's a lot of yeah. people. I, mean, I do get a lot of questions from from a lot of people. Hey, man, what do you you think that, that you know? Asking this, asking that, and I'm like, man, you know, I think it'd be good to do a live Q and A one day. I think every yeah. day of Mike Brown's life is a live Q. Oh yeah, so. no, absolutely, yeah, and and that's the thing, guys, like like. You ain't got to ask me to ask them. Go to Jim Army. Go to, all you got to do is go on Facebook page, Jim Army. You can ask whatever question you want, and you're probably going to have anywhere from 50-plus answers, you know, on your yeah. question. You know, on your question. That's one thing I love about the, like I said, the Jim Army, man. It's just so helpful. It's helped me a lot. You know, I went in working out thinking I knew, you know, stuff from working working out back in high school when I took the muscle milk and the, you know, the NO explode and, and you know, the, the you know. The, the, the C4, and yeah, and that's another thing, like as far as like going off, and I meant to ask this a minute ago, you think we'll ever, you know, be able to walk into the gym and open up that refrigerator and grab a thing, a pre-gym out of there, down it while we're, yeah, because that's convenience, yeah. you know, that that's, that's convenience. Um, yeah, you know, we've had, so because of, you know, all the, the stuff I mentioned in the past, specifically with bodybuilding.com contractually there was there were a lot of concessions that i had to make in order to try and move forward mm-hmm. especially when you're wrapped up in a 150 million dollar lawsuit between gnc bodybuilding.com and us <laughs> right. uh you know everybody wants uh their fair share so to speak so as a result now look it's been great because i think that for us there's still we're a brand that just had our, our eighth um anniversary but we are so new in the sense of where we're positioned from a distribution standpoint. Like you said, Blake, I mean, you know, you don't know how so many people don't know about Jim, right? Um, and a lot of that's just based on the levels of distribution that we have. So we are not in, in we are not in any gyms uh, with, with the presence there. We're not in any other brick and mortar space outside of GNC. GNC is our exclusive partner, brick and mortar. And, you know, like right now I got, you know, vitamin shop who, you know, is very eager to get us in stores. And I think it would be a good opportunity for us to do that at some point, but there's nothing I can do contractually because that exclusivity, uh, is, uh, last throughout. Well, basically we have one more year of exclusivity with GNC. Um, and, you know, depending on that relationship, because GNC has been, you know, phenomenal, 
to, to, to work with on a partnership level. And that's not to say that some of the experiences that consumers have walking in with a specific associate who might, you know, have an ulterior motive, which many of them do. Yeah. Here, I hear about GNC it. product. It's better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's a difficult part. I mean, I look, you know, speaking freely, if I were running GNC, I would basically put out a statement to all the employees that any associate who shits on any products that we carry as an organization will be immediately terminated. Oh no, absolutely. Um, just because I think that, you know, if you work at a GNC or you work at any any organization and you're supposed to represent what's in your store and if you're talking crap about a certain brand because maybe another brand is incentivizing you by giving you a commission to push their product, mm-hmm. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Okay. Um, you know, so GNC actually stopped that. There's no more because uh, that's how companies won in GNC back in the day is they would come in with a very high margin product and give like, you know, $3 of incentive to every unit that got sold by that employee. So if you're working at GNC and there's Jim, which is a very low margin product, but a better product because it's a fucking good product. And then you got some other bullshit product with a huge amount of margin, same price point to the consumer. They're both, you know, $40, $50 products. It's just this one, there's more margin in. Jim, there's not. So what this company does is they take part of their great margin, give two or three bucks and put it out to the associate. So when that associate looked at their screen, it would say commission and it would be like, oh, $3 if I sold that product, no dollars if I sell a gym product. So that's when you automatically go into sales mode. Like, ah, you don't want that right there. Yeah, you you want this, you know. Yeah, Yeah, and and that's now they've since, I think, you know, throughout through their bankruptcy last year, I believe that they rolled that back. But some of those, you know, the remnants of that style of, uh, of, of mentality still exists, which is the reason why you're always going to get, um, you know, associates who, if you are walking in to buy our products, don't be surprised if an associate tries to deter you. Um, it just, it happens all the time. There's not too much we can do about it from a high level. I try and work with corporate and things like that at GNC and, and those guys are phenomenal. Um, you know, we have a great relationship with them and and we want to continue to do that. But as our, as, as we come up, nearing this exclusivity we'll see what happens we don't want to be everywhere that's that's another issue because i'll tell you what some brands blake during COVID, i'll give you a perfect example when you have products out there in the marketplace that are on a shelf and then let's say COVID happens which it did well we're shut down gyms you know uh mom and pop stores were you know sold products right they weren't considered essential so those products that sat there for six months expired and that's on the brand. Right. It's not a retail, that's on the brand. And so the brands, a lot of them dealt with a massive, massive casualties to speak of their product, just going bad on shelves because of what happened. So there's risk of putting too much out there. And so we don't want to do that. Um, we want to be strategic and, and work with good partners who are going to help our, our footprints grow. Uh, not necessarily, you know, just be there for the sake of being there. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really think about that, but yeah, I could definitely say where that'd be a huge problem for sure. Yeah. It's like any craft too, you know, like you don't, you'd rather be really good, really good at a couple things than okay at 30 things, you know? Right. right. Absolutely. Right. And plus more wives, you got more responsibilities, man. So every, you know, uh, you know, I deal with it with just us being primarily three channel focus, you know, bodybuilding.com, 
GNC, Amazon. Of course, we're on vitaminshop.com um, as well. But, you know, the more more you're out there, because what's interesting about a lot of these retailers, especially with the way that the media works now, is every retailer is so dependent on you pushing people to their stores. Right. Um, where, okay, I mean, I get that's very important, but I think with the expansion of direct-to-consumer people selling off their websites right now, a lot of brands are shifting their focus to doing that because they're like, if we're going to spend money to go find new consumers, why am I going to push them over to, you know, a retailer where my competition is, right. you know, and plus I'm not getting that data. So it's a very strategic balance because we do a lot of support for GNC, a lot of support for bodybuilding.com and we want to be the best in those areas. But we also want to control our own messaging. So when we're going out to try and find new consumers to put our brand and our products and our message in front of them, we want to give them the best experience possible. And the only way that we can really do that is to bring them back to our own website to where we can engage with them and they can understand what truly makes the brand, you know, great and different. Because if we just send them to a, you know, a specific location, I don't, I can't control the experience at a GNC. I can't control an experience at bodybuilding.com no matter how hard I try. Unless I put Justin Cam there. <laughs> That'd be hard to get to every single one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, guys, man, I think I think we're going to call it, man. We're going on about an hour and ten minutes. I'll try to keep You said on. 30 minutes last time, too. I, I know, I man. I know, man. I know. I know. Well, it's fine, though. It's fine. Like, I legitimately enjoy it. And honestly, like, a lot people listen. So, especially to these hey, episodes, you know, and I, I'm not going to complain about that. I sit here and talk for hours. But I do try to keep them within a certain time limit. But, hey, this here, it, it, it works. Like It just works. Like I said, people love you guys. People love listening to you, Mike. And, and I, as I said, I, these are my favorite episodes to do thus far. Uh, I've actually got uh, doing a, a big deal with the uh, the father's rights movement, so people be uh, paying paying uh, paying attention to some upcoming episodes. Uh, I've got a big deal going on with them. Uh, they're heavy advocates into uh, you know father's rights as as far as their kids go, and so I'm super excited about that. And Justin, while I got you on here, you got your own podcast, man. What podcast? Let let the listeners know that way they can check you out. If you're a wrestling fan, my brother and I, yeah, we're about 30 episodes in. Probably been doing it for about a year now. It's the Wrestling with Opinions podcast. Wrestling with Opinions podcast. Make sure you guys check it out. Apple, Spotify, and Podcast Addict. Awesome. And then Justin will be a regular when we do the uh, Gym Life podcast, which will start, I'm hoping, within the next week or two. They're still getting stuff set up in here. So. I'm hoping too, man. I'm hoping too. <laughs> I've been ready. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, like I said, man, every time you come on, I just picture you like in your studio with your headphones on with your mic. <laughs> We're almost there. Uh, yeah. Almost there. After today, I think. I'm going to go and, and get some stuff done. But after today, I think we'll see how it goes. Heck yeah. Well, guys, man, I pre- it is, man. I enjoy this. Like This isn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, but it does take work. No. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, every time I do a podcast, I may spend a whole day in the studio. I may record three or four episodes in a day. Or I may spend a whole day editing or whatever, and I come home with my, with a smile on my face. You know, my wife's like, right. you know, you're generally you happy doing that. Do what? Yeah, I, you gotta have, it's easier with another person because sometimes I'll just pass it to my brother and be like, yeah, hey, I'm busy, dude. You got to. Right. Well, as of right now, it's just me running this thing. So so I, I try to keep it. I do try to keep it simple. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, man. You're said, doing a great job, man. Man, I appreciate great it, job. man. I said I, I, I legitimately enjoy this. Like, it's fun. 
uh, <laughs> talk about almost any any and everything. Like I said, I do enjoy it, and I do appreciate y'all being a part of this. I do appreciate y'all coming on today. Like I said, make sure you guys check out Jim Supplement Science. You can find them at jimsupplementscience.com. You can find them at Jim Army on Facebook. You can find all their products on, on their Jim Supplement Science website, uh, GNC or uh, bodybuilding.com. But, yeah, I do appreciate y'all coming on here, guys. Thanks for having me, brother. All right, man. Till next time. All right, Mike. Thanks for tuning in to Dad Tough. If you liked the episode, don't forget to like and follow the Dad Tough podcast on Facebook and YouTube. You can also listen to every episode on all major platforms. Have an interest in being on the show or want advertising? Reach out by email at dadtoughpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, stay dad tough.